0: Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday, the twenty-third of October, twenty seventeen, with me. Daniel Ruiz Tyson, I hope you're all well, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. The reduced to clear of podcasting, counting down to Christmas with you every Monday and Thursday approaching. It's uh, fifth anniversary. This show approaching its uh, two hundred. Episode and still only three subscribers. Classic Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Disgrace. So, by the time you're listening to this, my uh, writing break spanning six days uh, will be over. Didn't do anything social during those six days except write. That's what it was. It was a writing break Friday evening. I uh, popped over to visit Spanish Canu in uh, Stockwell after half an hour. That was it. I had to pack it in. They started me off on ITV and then they switched to Spanish television, which is absolutely awful. They watched southern Spanish regional television for uh, Andalucía. And uh, they were doing weather reports for each major city in the south. The lights were off. They've always been like that, my aunt and my uncle. They always have the lights off. And I thought, this is not the way I want to end my week. They were arguing with each other, as they always do. You know, the uh, Costanzas of Stockwell. My aunt's got a bit of a cold too, but, uh, you know, she is looking better I think going into uh, this week, I'm feeling a little low in the sense that I've seen this uh, last week and a bit, what I've lost as a writer, you know, what I'm missing, why this script, why the completion of this script has been such a a problem for me. Aside from the issues with the laptop now resolved, you know, it's just uh, to realise that that eight, nine hours a day on a piece of work... The way it changes your thinking, how much easier it is to write and complete something in that way. It's uh, it's frustrating that once again I lose that. You know, at least I worked well, at least I did some good work during that period. Once I go back to the man, I've got about a week before the winter coat comes out. An expensive coat, at odds with my appearance, underneath the coat I would uh, say. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering what the man will make of that coat. And the excessive fur on the hood, which uh, caused me no end of uh, bother last winter. You know, I think the excessive fur is unnecessarily flamboyant. The 9 to 5 place is actually switching location at the start of November, which uh, makes no difference to me travel-wise. In fact, I prefer the new location. It's a location that I know... Well, and uh, I prefer it to the location I've been at for the last six months, which is just too touristy. You know, when I was walking uh, to the man for uh, the best part of six months, you know, once I got onto Millbank, the amount of tourists there, you'd get this bottleneck. And uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, you'd be getting all these people taking these selfies, you know, I'd be covering my face so I wasn't appearing in any of the pictures the good thing well an additional bonus actually of the new location is that it brings in hot desking now it's a smaller building so it has to introduce hot desking uh, which is a problem for people like me i suppose hoarders people with ocds uh, again like me i've done hot their skin before and uh, it was an interesting experiment in that most people still tended to gravitate towards where they'd sat the day before for you'd get the awkward buggers adjusting seats that was for uh, specific members of staff. And it uh, threw up all manner of problems. The hygiene aspect uh, was a big problem. I think that's something that uh, I'll need to deal with. But I'll tell you what, I've worked out about Hot desk, and I think it's going to be better for me in the run-up to Christmas in terms of Christmas cards. I'm not a popular guy. I've never been popular. It's not that I'm unpopular. It's just I'm not popular It takes me a long time to get to know people. And uh, when you're with a man, that can be a bit of a problem. I don't like over-familiarity. There was an incident early on in my time with a man back in the spring when uh, someone had come over to set me up on the system and uh, had asked me what I prefer to be known as. You know, would you prefer to be known as Dave? I reminded them uh, my name was Daniel. And uh, all of a sudden, I was on the system as Dan which uh I wasn't too happy about. And I you know, I had this little thing with them where I said, Look, you know, we don't know each other, this might lead to something five years from now, we might be friends when we've both long left this place, and that's the real test of a friendship. Let's build up to the Dan. We don't need the Dan now. We can build up to the Dan. If I let you have the Dan now, what else have we got? We've got nothing to work towards. But the plus of this hot desking thing is that People won't be able to keep their Christmas cards on their desks. You know, the very popular members of staff will have to put their cards away at night. It will be interesting to see if they will be putting out their cards each day, wherever they're sitting. I can't see that happening. It wouldn't surprise me, but I can't see that happening. So 2009, that was the hot desking experience. That's the only time I've ever done hot desking. And uh, I think you just realise with hot desking that people do form cliques. They have their cliques and they will more or less sit together. And I remember that I would alternate between seats with a young posh guy that I didn't like for reasons I didn't understand until I realised it It was his youth and privilege that I had trouble with. But uh, assuming that the man doesn't turf me out before Christmas, then... I think it's fair to say that I won't be spending this Christmas as I spent Christmas 2009 sat next to a very uh, popular uh, work colleague. The Fonz, a story that I covered on last year's epic, epic to me at least, I think, bumper Christmas annual podcast. And uh, by the way, uh, this guy, the uh, public sector Fonz, of course, the most popular work colleague I've ever had. His angled banana technique that he passed to me uh just before christmas 2009 i have recently passed on to uh, another colleague uh who has been uh, employing it since then that's the voice i think going again so christmas cards will only be able to be on the desk i'm guessing for the day if people are, are given say seven or eight cards on a particular day then i'm assuming that those seven or eight cards will be on their desk that day but i don't expect them to have those cards out on their desk the following day. So uh, that's a bonus. It is likely that I will be spared a reprise of the uh, Fonz uh, 2009 Christmas uh, experience. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, the other side of the midlife crisis. Ways, as always, to support the show, you can do all your Amazon shopping by clicking on the Amazon referral link at com, The way that works, Amazon recognises you've gone to them via the referral link on my site and it kicks back a small percentage of whatever you've purchased back to my work at no extra cost to you. And, uh, you know, as I keep saying, with Christmas coming up, this is the biggest opportunity of the year for the website to, again, start paying for itself. Other ways to support the show, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That really is all important. A lot of independent podcasts simply fall away because this doesn't happen. And perhaps you might even consider making a secure donation to the podcast via the PayPal button by each of these available podcasts as they appear on com. I know that these are difficult times for many of us, but among my listeners are a number of buy-to-let landlords. Maybe they can see their way uh, to making a small, secure donation and if you want to follow the show you can do so on twitter at 1607 west egg facebook.com forward slash daniel ruiz tyson is available the situation with the boiler that is really uh killing me i don't think i'll be able to uh get onto that until the end of november time to try and uh, have the readies for that and to give myself enough uh time between that and christmas to uh you know then make uh some more uh money so it has come at a bad time but uh you know needs must it needs to be done the building move this uh relocation with a man will of course mean having to get used to new loo setups again one of the uh Many banes of my life, there are many, and uh, this is one covered in Me Me Me, where I put forward an idea for better work loose setups. It is the first thing I look for when I have to sign up for the man 2010, uh, right by the uh, women's. uh, That's where I was sitting in this particular uh, role, and I think I mentioned that um, in the very first podcast I did. Please Don't Hug Me, episode uh, 1, July 2010. And I was sat right opposite the women's and I mounted my desktop monitor on about three or four reams of uh, printer paper to obscure their visits. Because mentally, you know, I know the way that I work. Mentally, I was making a note of the time that they were spending in there. Very awkward urinals at the current place. No splash guard separators, just two urinals and four cubicles. You arrive second at the urinals, and the tight urinal space means that the etiquette demands you go into the cubicle, which I kind of think that's right, but also I don't like that. You've got to lock the door, you have to flush, you come out, you're seen, it's assumed, you've done something else, especially if you're an eight to one has since left the gents, you know, the people coming in have seen two urinals empty and you're coming out of the cubicle. That's not a good look. When I get to the urinal as I'm walking in, I make as much noise as I can. So anyone in the cubicles knows that someone has stepped in. And uh, it's disappointing when I go up to that urinal and I've made all this noise, announcing my arrival a cough, you know, uh, a bit of, rustling into my pockets, touching my keys. It's disappointing that after doing all this, I can still hear the furious wiping of someone in the cubicle in a hurry to get out. You hear that, you're thinking, mate, just wait, okay? Just wait. We don't need this moment. I don't have the small talk for this. I might even know you. You don't know who is stepping out of those cubicles. It's a bit of a lucky dip situation, isn't it? I think there was a some sort of toy When I was a small boy, I think it was called Lucky Dip. It came in a paper bag, colourful paper bag. You would open it, you didn't know what you were getting for your money. It's a bit like that with uh, work toilets. Some guys blitz into the cubicles. They're in there, the door is locked straight away, toilet paper is thrown down the bowl. There is nothing on the seat though. The audio makes it clear there is no nest being constructed and then they're just straight into it. It is the most lawless display since 1870s Deadwood. I would venture. I drink water, lots of it, at the man now to combat these migraines, which uh, which have been worse this weekend. I had a really good week in terms of not having to take any painkillers. But uh, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, two or three shows back, didn't I, that I was at uh, the hospital to get new insoles. The old uh, foot injury means every now and then I have to get new insoles for my shoes to adjust my gait. I was given some literature that said this is the way you have to adapt to your new insoles. And they're so difficult to remove from my footwear, particularly my trainers. And I'm conscious of uh, pulling the trainers out of shape that I just left the new insoles in there. And the warnings are clear. Do not overwear them an hour each day. for The best part of a week. I kept them in there for hours. And I've got all sorts of uh, pain now, pain in my neck, pain in my back. My calves are tight, So, which is my own fault. So I've had some terrible headaches since uh, Friday, which are not responding to any painkillers. But anyway, when I'm at the man's to combat these migraines, I've been uh, drinking water throughout the day. Normally what I do is I drink a pint of water in the morning when I'm up at six. And then I drink two pints when I get back home in the evenings. This time I'm trying to uh, take this new approach where I'm staggering the uh, water drinking throughout the day. And it's helped. I think it's more effective than the way I was doing it. So, you know, I'm going into the gents every hour, every hour and a half. And uh, I don't want to be going in there. I don't want to be hearing the stretching of an aperture and then being able to marry that elastic light audio to a colleague. Seriously, I'm very serious here. I find that very stressful. If I know people are in the cubicle, I'll give my hands a cursory wash, barely sing in a line of happy birthday. I just hurry out, I walk over to the kitchen area on my way back to the desk and I wash my hands thoroughly in there. Anything to avoid a toilet encounter or worse still, toilet small talk. I do not like talking in the gents. I don't even make eye contact. There was one guy in my early days uh, with a man when I was still trying to work out the loose setups back in the spring and I breached urinal etiquette uh, by standing next to him. He was uh, urinating. His belt was obviously undone. His trousers had slipped to the extent that his underwear, briefs in his case, were three quarters visible. I'd never seen that before. This guy, as far as I was concerned, he was on his own. Not long after that, I saw another guy take a call at the urinals. I was already there. He really should have gone in the cubicle. His phone went off as he was next to me at the urinals. He took the call, exited without washing. Disgraceful. Let's uh, move on to the cafe, the South Lambeth Road Cafe, still holding out against the gentrifiers. Barely these days, uh, if I'm honest, uh, holding out against the gentrifiers, like the uh, small village in Asterix held out against the Romans. The veteran waitress uh, was in there on uh, Thursday. And uh, I've got an ongoing problem in the cafe on Thursdays. I've just completed my 17th summer in the cafe this year. I've outlasted all the staff bar the veteran waitress and uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins, who is the reluctant waitress, she's a decent waitress these days, but uh, for 13, 14 years uh, she used to work in the kitchens. And it's been a pleasure watching her kick on after the uh, late owner's passing as she really has improved, her personality's come through and uh, kind of given me hope that if I ever had to become a waiter, I think I would be starting from a similar point as she did in that I'm not a people person, but slowly her personalities come through. But she takes Thursdays off. Now, uh, I think I'll come to the veteran waitress in a minute. I, ju- I think I just mentioned her a few minutes ago, and I uh, moments ago rather, and I didn't follow her up. Uh, but to a person, new staff, they all kick on. Most of them do. Some likely much Miss Southpaw uh, with his memorable low-slung, unorthodox delivery style, absolutely magnificent. And uh, to this day, I miss that guy. Or you've got Seb K, still there. Arrived in 2005, the finest coffee maker in London, I would posit. And uh, even when that guy's away, one day a week, or knowing that he doesn't turn up in the mornings until 08:30 hours, so you know I've gotten used to Phil Collins's coffee, which is actually not bad. But uh, there is a new waitress there. She's been there since the start of the year, but uh, she hasn't featured much on this show. Um, She started at the start of the year. She covers the Thursday morning shift. Her coffee making does not improve. Now, Mondays to Wednesdays and Friday mornings, Phil Collins lets me in along with the fishers when I arrive there before opening time. She gets the shutter partially up. I get in. Occasionally bang my forceps delivery head on the shutter. She brings the shutter down as I step inside. You know, the old opening hours for the cafe were oh hours under the old owner and i ran into the window cleaner a few weeks back the annoying window cleaner he said it used to be far earlier for builders he said it was 5 30 in the morning back in the day i really don't know about that that would surprise me because i would actually wonder what building work in the area the building work is a relatively new phenomenon in uh, sw8 the uh, building mania really kicked off around 2010 i would uh i would say but uh anyway so i'm allowed in for this uh pre-opening uh time lock-in but thursday's the 2017 waitress she just leaves me out there she doesn't know me uh well enough which is fair enough but i'm out there in the cold winter is coming and uh, it is as cold out there as her lattes, which just do not retain the heat because she doesn't know how to make coffee. They arrive lukewarm. You know, I like to drag a latte out for 45 minutes. Hers arrives so lukewarm, I now had to start asking her for hot milk on the side, which only makes the coffee marginally warmer, overloads the latte with milk. So it's a bit of a situation for me. Now, for a couple of weeks, she was away and the much-loved veteran waitress uh, has been running the shift on her own. And she's been serving coffee since 2001. All of a sudden, she's bringing me a small jug of hot milk on the side. This is a mess resulting from my exchanges with the 2017 waitress and her coffee making. Because the veteran waitress is in there every morning, you know, cleaning the loose. And she's seeing this. She's cleaning the loose, She's seeing this. And she's thought, maybe this is a new thing for this guy, this toilet table guy. I've left the last two small jugs of milk on the side untouched, hoping the veteran realises it's not a regular thing for me, that this is just something I'm asking from her colleague, because her colleague can't make coffee. Now, what I've started doing with the 2017 waitress, uh, I come in on a Thursday morning determined to tell her that I want a very hot coffee. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, I've been so stressed out by this because it really does impact on my mood. That coffee sets me up for the day. I wake up at four in the morning on a Thursday morning and I am role playing the scenario in my head. And uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been getting the coffee from the 2017 waitress, a hot coffee. Now, though, she's just back from holiday. I mean, she won't be wherever she's been, thinking which of the regulars have what and how they like it and how she might be able to improve as a coffee maker. I'm sure she's not been thinking like that. So I'm having to start all over again. I just wish that the veteran could just run that Thursday morning shift again. Last uh, Thursday, the week before uh, my leave, two Thursdays ago, the 12th of October, uh, when she uh, bought me my hot latte and a plate of Portuguese toast with hair on the side, I thought, this is just like the old days. This is what I miss. I'll keep you posted on that. A gorgeous latte on uh, Friday, the 20th. At uh, twelve thirty-two hours to a report, by the way, made by the café's uh, greatest waiter, the aforementioned said K, marred only by the presence of an English guy ordering a pastel del nata, i.e., a custard tart. Where in England? Say custard tart. It's the equivalent of me saying Daniel Ruiz de Thon. Although I think I did go a bit th. th th ...earlier in the show. I'll have to listen back to that, maybe. Uh, Or I won't, because I don't really listen back to the show. Friday, the 20th of October, last day of the writing break, 12.01 hours. The urinating man of SW9, not to be confused with the still-able urinating dwarf of SW8, of course. uh, The urinating man was back in the cafe, sat outside... I didn't give him my hand on arriving. made out. I'd just seen him as I stepped in through the door. Urine everywhere on the floor of the loo. You step inside that loo, you're taking your life into your own hands when this guy's about. And I'll tell you something, this guy can really drag out a coffee. He makes me look like a good customer. The staff don't get on his case either. Maybe the cafe let the urinating man just sit there so they don't have to handle his... Money will have him touching their cups. I'm thinking along those lines here. 12.41 hours. The urinating man was in and out of that loo in less than 15 seconds, which is all the more remarkable when you factor in he's got that oxygen tank on his back. And that is it. That is today's show. I hope you guys enjoy your start to the week and do what you do well. You can only do your best. Shoulders back, people. Keep on walking towards the sun. I'm back Thursday Cut me some slack if the show is late. Real life is making this twice weekly Christmas countdown highly ambitious, if not foolish. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and today I have been available.